Welcome back to part two of episode six of Beauty GPS Raw with guest expert Dr. Todd Cooperman. I'm your navigator, Mary Shook. At the time of this taping, the FDA and FTC just slapped three companies with letters for marketing claims and putting CBD in food like cookies and gummies. Todd and I discussed whether CBD is safe, legal, and what the future holds for CBD in the United States. Now sit back and enjoy the show. And thanks for listening. First of all, what is CBD? CBD is cannabidiol. Uh, it's found in hemp plant. Uh, some plants have more, some have less. It is found not in the seeds, which is where you get hemp oil, um, but it's found in the leaves and the flowers, and that's, that's where you're getting CBD. Obviously, THC is also in hemp plants, and marijuana is basically a, a, a type of hemp plant that has a higher percentage of THC in it, but industrial hemp. It was the farm bill, wasn't it? Farm bill, right. It, it included a piece that made the growing of hemp legal, and now it can be uh, transported interstate. More research can be done on it, which is great. Um, it didn't legalize CBD, as some people think, in terms of uh, being able to sell it as a dietary supplement. Di CBD remains a drug, and the reason why it's a drug is that, uh, and not a supplement, is because it was, it's been approved as a drug. Um, and once something gets approved as a drug, or even is under investigation uh, as a drug, it can't be sold as a supplement unless it had already been on the market as a supplement before that time, uh, and CBD was not. So it, didn't, it couldn't get like grandfathered in as a supplement. Um, so, so where things stand, and even though I don't think the FDA is, you know, according to uh, outgoing Commissioner Gottlieb, I think the FDA would like to find a way for, for CBD to be legal as a supplement, but they're constrained by the, by the laws. Uh, and also companies that invest a lot of money in making, you know, in, in developing something as a, in a drug and as, as a drug and doing clinical trials, they are hurt, obviously, when, when the same product is available as a supplement. So they're kind of, I think they're trying to figure out a way through all this so that people can get CBD as a, you know, non, not as a prescription drug, maybe in a very low dosage. Um, but I think it's going to take a couple of years for that all to get uh, figured out. There's a lot of CBD everywhere. And so I, I studied CBD long, long before companies were starting to deliver it on lingual strips, sort of like the, the Listerine strips. At first I was like, CBD, THC, what is, what is all this? And so... I could only understand that CBD was the part that, okay, I'm not going to get high off that, and the THC is the side that I'm going to get high off of, but I understand you actually, in higher percentages, could have some kind of effect that is like THC from CBD. Is that correct? Not necessarily. Um, I mean, what, what you get with, with uh, CBD, I mean, what we know for sure is that you know people with certain rare forms of epilepsy, high doses of CBD will reduce the number of seizures that they have. And that's why it's been approved as a drug. And the dosage that, that is used for that purpose is about 1,000 milligrams per day, give or take. It depends on the, you know, the, the weight of the person. The amount of CBD that people are buying in supplement is more like 10. 20 or even as low as two. So it's, it's a whole different kind of ball game in terms of what people are getting from the, the supplements that are being sold. And I call them supplements loosely because again, the FDA says they're really not, but they're completely labeled just like a dietary supplement and sold like them. Um, although they're not being sold in, in major chains at, at the moment, except for uh, as you know, topicals. So far, the, you know, the CVSs and Walgreens of the world are, are afraid to get into that you know, selling CBD orally. The reason why people are using it as a supplement is that it may have some benefit with pain when taken orally, um, and anxiety is the other kind of hope. So, pe and people, many people are 
feel that it does pr provide relief uh, for both those conditions, both for pain and anxiety. There is a little bit of evidence to suggest that it, it may help with pain. Uh, if you talk to people who have taken it, it doesn't seem to, it's not an anti-inflammatory, you know, it's not like an Advil, but the clinical evidence is not there. And part of the reason is just because CBD has not been legal for, and it's been very hard to, to use in research. There just hasn't been enough research on it. I think hopefully there'll be more and more now that things are loosening up with CBD and people, you know, we can find out that, does it really work or not. In the meantime, it is fairly safe uh, CBD, especially in the doses that people are, are using it. It can interact with a variety of medications, though, uh, so people need to, to be aware of that. You know, anything that has an action is going to have a reaction, and they should also be aware that it's fat-soluble so that if you're even going to try it, you should take it with the meal that has the most fat in it because that will stimulate bile production. You need that bile to absorb anything that's fat-soluble. So you're not going to absorb very much CBD. You're kind of wasting your money if you're taking it with just with a glass of water. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind. And then because it does naturally have some THC in it, if you're buying a product that's a kind of a higher dose or you're using multiple, do you know, taking it multiple times a day, it's very prob probable that, that, that if you have a, a test for THC, you know, you take a drug test, a urine test, um, you will fail that test, you know, uh, if you're taking CBD, you know, the, the higher dose you take, the, the more the chance. I, at a lower dose, you know, maybe it's a maybe one, a one out of ten chance that you'll fail a, a drug test. Because one of the companies that got slapped by the FDA, they have actually marketed where they guarantee that there is no detectable THC in there. So is that just a marketing thing or like all CBD, you, there's just no way to completely eliminate the THC? When you, when you buy a CBD product, you, you need to make sure that it actually says cannabidiol or at least that it says it's a, a hemp extract because uh, that's, that's how these are made. They're extracted from hemp. Um, if it says hemp oil, it's okay if it says hemp oil as a base in which they're putting the CBD, but if all it says is hemp oil, you're not going to get much CBD at all, you know, maybe just a trace amount of CBD. In terms of the ones that are claiming to have no THC, uh, they can kind of clean it up to the point where, you know, it's 99% CBD or even better. Um, they call those isolates. They are available. We haven't tested any isolates yet. It, it'll be interesting to see how the, how the, you know, as the FDA moves, moves along in this area, how they treat those. Because those, uh, once you're getting to, into an isolate, now you're really just talking about a single compound. Um, and you're really talking more like you really it's really much more drug like at that point. You know, it would be like taking any other herb and just extracting out one compound. You do see that line crossed <laughs> with other herbs like turmeric, uh, where you get curcumin uh, from turmeric for, oh, yeah. for anti inflammatory purposes. So, you know, those curcuminoid compounds are extracted from turmeric, um, just like C B D is extracted from hemp. So, you know, the FDA has a lot to wrestle with with uh you know, with CBD, you know, and other supplements, but you can get CBD without, without, you know, with a much, either a much, much reduced amount of THC or maybe potentially no THC. Some people argue that there is some kind of uh, entourage effect, they call it, you know, when you have, because there are many other, I think there are over a hundred different cannabinoids uh, in hemp. Um, cannabidiol, CBD is just one of them. And then there's actually is a related compound, CBD, a, which is pretty similar to CBD and probably has similar activity, but then there are you know all these other compounds, and so some people argue that there, there maybe there's some benefit in having this this combination of compounds as opposed to just a single compound. Um, but again, the, you know there's a lot a lot more research has to be done on that as well. The the product that's approved as a drug 
is pretty well cleaned up, but it also does have have THC in it, um, so it's not a complete isolate. The the anti seizure drug you're saying, right? I think it's called Epidiolex. Yeah. What put the nail in the coffin in terms of CBD being a uh, supplement was the fact that that drug was being developed as a drug and then was approved as a drug. So if the FDA isn't going after everyone, everything that you're seeing on the counters right now that's a supplement, it's now jurisdiction for the DEA? They're not going after it. Uh, is it in their jurisdiction? Um, I mean, it, it, it's still, I think, Schedule 1, um, but there, I, don't see, I don't see any activity of the DEA going after it. What you do see is local uh, health departments uh, going after CBD being sold in foods, and that's happened now in New York City and, and elsewhere. And frankly, I'm, I'm not a fan of putting CBD in foods because it's much harder to control how much you're putting in. People don't really think very much about how much they're getting. It's just like just the kind of the notion that CBD is in there. And I think you can run into trouble when you actually have an active compound, you know, that you're adding to a food like that. Um, I think you're much better off taking uh, a dose that you know, a specific dose that you need and want, um, and getting that from something other than, you know, throwing it into your, your, you know, your chocolate chip cookie. Well, it's interesting you say that with edibles because I was just reading that I believe 25% of the ER visits in Colorado right now are related to consuming cannabis in general. <laughs> I would assume that that would extend even eventually to CBD um, because the only thing I've read about CBD having a, a problem with is the liver and activating inflammation of the liver. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over time and with the broader exposure to all all kinds of people. But I just knew with today, it was very important that people were like, I keep seeing CBD. I don't know what's good. There's all these companies making claims. And so you did testing on how many products and what were you testing for and what, what did you find or, or not find or um, what can you tell us about your testing of CBD? But what we have found is that, as I mentioned earlier, if it doesn't tell you how much is in there, I'd be very concerned because some products will have as little as you know, one milligram of CBD, uh, you know, or it could have up to 22 milligrams. Typically, the ones that are higher are, gonna, are going to tell you because they're, they, you know, they are intentionally putting in, you know, significant amounts. And the cost, you know, can vary significantly as well. We found that it can cost anywhere from about 80 cents per 10 milligrams to about, you know, closer to $5, you know, for the same amount of CBD. So another reason to, that you really want to know how much is in there because you're, you're going to, CBD is expensive. It's possible that, that that will come down over time, especially now that it's easier to grow hemp. You know, so hopefully there'll be a greater supply to meet the demand um, for CBD. The topicals were somewhat more likely to fail our tests than the, than the oral products. The, all, all the oral products that we tested did have CBD in them, um, but as I mentioned, it was kind of a, a huge range in terms of the amount that, that, that they were put there. You know, what, what you see happen with a topical product, you know, a jar of an ointment or a cream, um, is that they'll, put, they'll state, you know, maybe, you know, 100 milligrams of CBD or something like that on, on the front. But that means there's 100 milligrams in the entire bottle. When you, when you see that on a, on a supplement in the, on the front, that typically means that that's how much is in a pill, you know, or in, in maybe a serving of two pills or something like that. So you're talking about you know, 100 milligrams distributed over, um, you know, many, 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 many applications. So the amount that, you know, actually you get per gram, you know, we found, I'm looking at it now, yeah, anywhere from one and a half to 6.6 .6, uh, milligrams per gram. So, if you know, if you're going to try CBD as a topical, 
I would definitely go with something that has a, you know, a higher, just, you know, if you actually think there might be some type of benefit there at the same. And with the oral, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even bother with a, you know, like a one or two or five milligram. Um, you, you should really start probably at about 10 milligrams, maybe 20 milligrams. Um, or I, I would start at 10, see if that, how, how that affects you. It can cause um, sedation. Some people get GI uh, uh, disturbances, but it, they're pretty mild side effects. As I said, it, it's, it's pretty safe. We came up with kind of our top picks for, for CBD products that are out there. And there were a couple that one was a, had about 15 milligrams in it per dose that, you know, we were able to verify. Another one had, uh, uh, was the one that had 22.3. And I think if you were to use those, you, you probably would feel some type of effect. But again, you, you also might get some kind of side effect, a little sedation. Um, some people complain of a, a kind of a, a cottony mouth, you know, feeling GI issues, diarrhea, vomiting, uh, decreased appetite. Although you're typically seeing that the, at the much higher doses, you know, the hundreds of milligrams, because these are things that have been reported in the clinical trials for uh, Epidiolex. Mm. Uh, you can also see uh, blood pressure uh, lowering as well. But again, those are typically with the higher doses. Some people actually have taken it for Parkinson's, but there's really no evidence of that. In fact, uh, there have been reports of a worsening of symptoms in, in some Parkinson's pa- patients using uh, uh, CBD. I've read that actually because I have a friend whose mother has Parkinson's and she'd been on it. And when I saw the report about that, I was like, oh, you may not want her on that because I'm seeing worse effects from that down the road. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, well, and that's that's why regulation, I guess, is important. But just for right now, it's the two things are the safety and, you know, what what milligram even should people be looking out for when it comes to this? Because no one knows kind of what they're supposed to take. They're like, oh, I'm just going to take the max, but I don't know if I should take the max. And then is it even legal? Am I dealing with contraband here? <laughs> yeah. So. So, so the, the government's not going to go after you for buying CBD. Uh, they may go after you for selling CBD if, if it's, you know, if it's making a health claim on it. If you're going to try it, I would probably start at around 10 milligram dose. Okay. Uh, and and you probably you may feel something. You know, you could you go up to 20 and see uh, see if that's helping you. Um, Again, it's a bit of a it's a, it's a bit of a kind of a hope right now that it's even going to work. It's not it's not proven, but there you know there's a lot of anecdotal evidence at this point at the at these low doses, and just be aware that you know it, it can trigger it can trigger a drug test because I get called from reporters around the country. I'd say at least once a month, where they say you know someone here was going for a job at a an, uh, you know at an oil rig or something, and and they they need to get a you know a drug test and. Uh, you know, they had taken CBD and they, they, they turned positive and they didn't even realize it was going to, you know, jeopardize their chance of getting a job. So, you know, be aware of that. Interesting. You're a regular guest on Dr. Oz, I saw. So you're an actual uh, trusted resource for a lot of people out there. Sure, yeah. As I mentioned, we, we, we've been doing this for 20 years and we've covered just about every type of, of supplement out there. Um, we have reports on, that's probably, you know, 100 major reports on different types of supplements and we're constantly you know, we're uh, testing additional products, adding more clinical information to those reports, uh, you know, and people obviously can, can subscribe to, to access all, all that information. My name is Mary Shook, and you've been listening to part two of Beauty GPS in the Raw with Dr. Todd Cooperman. The FDA considers CBD technically illegal in food, drinks, and supplements, despite the fact that you see it nearly everywhere. CBD is considered an active ingredient in a drug product under Section 505 of the FD&C Act unless the substance was already marketed as a dietary supplement or conventional food 
before the new drug investigations were authorized in 1994. The FDA will be holding its first discovery hearings on May 31st. CBD in cosmetics must not make any therapeutic claims, or it is in violation of the FDNC Act. For more information, please visit beautygps.com. Beauty GPS is copyright 2019. All rights reserved.